Welcome. It's time to elevate your consciousness and tune in. This is Mastermind with your host, Dr. Rebecca. This show is about possibilities. If you're successful, ready, and highly motivated to make the necessary changes in your life, we'll provide the tools, direction, and encouragement to help you along the way. Now, here is Dr. Rebecca. Welcome back to Mastermind. I'm your host, Dr. Rebecca. Last week, we learned about heart intelligence and tapping into your intuition, that deep knowing that serves as your guide throughout life. We also talked about the importance of resilience. You can actually reprogram your nervous system to respond and adapt to challenges and stress in a way that guarantees better long-term physical and mental health. This is a great one to hear multiple times. Many people have said that they took a lot of notes and did the exercise at the end. Make sure to do that exercise every day and you will be pleased with the results. I'm sure that others will notice the change in you as well. Today's show is about accessing your superpower. By the end of the show, you are going to be a changed person. We are going to give you some tools to access parts of yourself you may not have seen in a long time. We are also going to help you open up to those parts that have been speaking to you, yet you willfully or not so willfully ignored out of fear or resistance. At the end of the hour, you will have begun an amazing journey, one that will yield incredible results along the way. I'd like for you to stop what you're doing, unless you're driving, and listen very carefully. Listen with attention and intention to the following quote from Mr. Glass in the movie Glass by M. Night Shyamalan. There are unknown forces that don't want us to realize what we are truly capable of. They don't want us to know the things we suspect are extraordinary about ourselves are real. I believe that if everyone sees what just a few people become when they wholly embrace their gifts, Others will awaken. Belief in oneself is contagious. We give each other permission to be superheroes. We will never awaken otherwise. Whoever these people are who don't want us to know the truth, today they lose. I'm going to say that again because it applies to this episode today as well. Whoever these people are who don't want us to know the truth, today they lose. You're listening to Mastermind, where we believe that your superpower is real, and you do too. I'm here with a special guest, Dr. Mandy St. Victor. Dr. St. Victor is a, has a brain-slapping style, he says, of research um, And it attracts clients from around the world to actively discover how their minds work and how to think their way to success. A true polymath, he's brought much needed science to the fuzzy world of self-improvement. And he's equally at ease with everyone from billionaires to Tibetan throat singers. Three years into his psychiatry residency, Dr. Manny St. Victor quit medicine for the third time to pursue his dreams. This time it was to build virtual worlds with a startup. But underneath it all was an emerging story. He was looking for a deeper, more meaningful way of being in alignment with his evolving creative passions. Software development led to entrepreneurship, 
which led him to finding his purpose. And now he guides others to find their purpose as well. Dr. Manny received his undergraduate degree from Harvard University. He had a major in biology and a minor in psychology. We met in medical school at UNC Chapel Hill. And he is the creative mastermind behind Asylum. Dr. Manny, welcome to Mastermind. Thank you for having me on, Dr. Rebecca. I'm honored. We are excited for you to be here. I know we do a lot of the same type of work, so we have some great conversations, and I'm looking forward to our conversation as well. First, I'd like for you to briefly tell us, what is Asylum? Asylum is a concept I came up with a few years ago because uh, during my psychiatry residency, uh, I was learning a lot of the traditional approaches to helping people um, work through their, their, well, psych stuff. And at one point, it dawned on me uh, that these approaches weren't ones that I would be able to use with my friends or myself. You know, at one point, I was like, hmm, if I keep doing it this way, I'm going to end up here. And I don't mean as a physician. <laughs> You know, I'm going to end up in here without without keys. So um, when when I shifted to working in virtual worlds, uh, I got to uh, shift identities, shift perspectives, shift social circles. uh, And uh, through the years, I've gotten to see how different people think in different universes, Uh, these parallel universes that we all live in, the different careers, different stories we tell ourselves. Uh, And. Asylum for me increasingly emerged as an opportunity to pull back from whatever circumstances, whatever situations, whatever limitations we're projecting onto the situations um, to see what we're really capable of from within the quiet. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it's an idea I've been working on for years now that the last couple of years has really started to gain traction where I've. I I've imagined this global community of scientists, uh, people who have uh, recovered from their own uh, mental illnesses, people who've developed their own superpowers as a result of whatever wound life gave them. And um, so asylum symbolizes that. It's the safe place. And it's sort of a play on words as well. I use the hashtag asylum awaits across platforms so um, my audience can enjoy it wherever they are. It's a play on the metaphor of how asylum, though it means a safe place in our society, it came to be stigmatized to go to the asylum and uses a threat to keep people from hitting their maximum power. Anytime you started being too authentic around people interested in keeping control, they would threaten you with labeling you crazy and sending you to this asylum, sort of reversing the original intention of, of, of the name. So part of my vision is to take asylum back. That I love that just well for many reasons, but one because I didn't see the double meaning until just now. Two because in the movie Glass, they are in an asylum, and the same thing is happening. You have a group of people who are conspiring to make people believe that they're ordinary and to have them conform and to have them dampen their superpower, to have them dampen who they really are in order to fit into society. And this happens so so much. Uh, in our in our world today where people are compelled to suppress the most important parts of them and the parts of them that make them special, make them unique and give them power over other people, not in a negative way or in a in a controlling way, but just to have them shine. Uh, there there are people who don't want us to shine, who don't want us to be extraordinary. So to talk 
to shift gears a little bit, um, one of the things, one of the main focuses of this group that's keeping people down is um, is trying to change their belief system. Absolutely. And yeah, so faith is a huge part of maximizing your potential. Just believing that one, you have potential, two, that it's extraordinary, and three, that it's unique. And so this attack on our potential, this attack on our faith is is par- is um is our focus today um, during this first segment. What, in your opinion, is the the key or one of the keys to believing? in who we are and believing that we actually have a superpower. Truly knowing where you are and what you want. Because the key to tapping into your superpowers is having the energy available to try, um, having the awareness to know what the true results are so you can notice them when they work and developing the confidence to keep trying when the doubters try to pretend they didn't see what they just saw. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And it can be explained away. um, And at the same time, it's still there. So there can be, yeah. So things can happen. We can do extraordinary things. We can do things that seem to be, you know, beyond the, the realm of the natural and someone will still explain it away or still try to take it away from us. Yet you can't deny that it happened. Yep, And they can create the doubt within you by ignoring you long enough where you start to question your own sanity. Yes. Yes. And then your faith is, is kind of turning your faith around. So all that energy and that belief and who you are and what you really are capable of gets... Uh, almost uh, funneled away into the same extreme of a believe, not believing who you are and believing that you're nothing and that you're not worthy. And, it, and it's our job to, to help people to turn that around and to believe in their worthiness and in their value. Yep, you need that certainty. You, um, one of my mentors says that when, when in karate, when you're breaking through all those bricks, if on the way to breaking those bricks, you have a moment of doubt, you change the entire physics of the equation and you'll break every muscle coming from your hand all the way up to your shoulder. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because in the moment of hesitation, and it's not even a hesitation that anyone else can see. Mm-hmm. It's just in that moment when you put just that little difference in the system and you flex stuff a little bit differently then the bricks hit you instead of you hitting the bricks. Wow. Yeah, that sounds like life a lot of times. Life hits us instead of us hitting life. Mm-hmm. And all it is all how we approach life and what we believe when we're in certain situations. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So in this movie, Mr. Glass, and in super, um, superhero movies in general, one thing that is a, a, an ongoing theme is this idea that there's a cape or there's some kind of garb. Like in the movie, Mr. Glass has this really this suit that he always wears. Um, the the good guy, the Bruce Willis character, has a, a, a coat that he wears, a green coat, raincoat. And, you know, Superman has a cape. Spider-Man has an outfit. So you have these regular everyday people who, in order to transform or bring their superpowers out, change their clothing. What, is, what does that mean? What does that symbolize? Well, we, we live by these roles. And... It's sort of like um, you can't shine but show so much in your own village because every time they look at you in the village, they see you from your stumbling days. They continue to notice the mistakes that you used to make back in the day. And even if you're delivering perfectly for the situation, 
they are continuing to project the memory of uh, the past you. Now, when you switch into your cape, you know, how, like with, with, with Clark Kent, he took off, the, he put on the glasses and they couldn't remember, they couldn't recognize him as Superman. I was like, really? Oh. You know, when, when they <laughs> no longer recognize you and knock you back into that box, then your truth shows and they can see your true power. And, and, and it's not even like they don't see you anymore. They just see the power. Wow. So it's a disguise, not only for, it's not only to, to feel, make me feel empowered, but it's also a way for, to, for people to not to be able to associate with me with my former self or my mistakes or my um, shortcomings. They don't recognize the old me. They only see my, me and my true power. Yeah, because once you put on the mask or the cape or, or you had the talisman, we say in the hero's journey, once you have that thing, there's a shift that happens within you so that the energy you project and the signal you project leads people to make different inferences about who you are, your position mm-hmm. and situation. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're when you're shining that power from your core, people look and you're the most powerful person in the room. You're at ease, you're calm, you have a sense of certainty, you have a sense of trustworthiness, your entire subconscious and conscious are in alignment. You are connected to present, you're connected to source, the infinite. You're in flow. You're in the zone. All those different things kick in, and that's a different signal. And it brings when people are around someone in a position of power, doing the thing that that person does best. The second they look at you and they see that power, it shifts their entire system, including their mirror neurons, in a state where they know you got this. Right. So they can predict predict success for you. And they say a lot of times that the people that are testing you. They're not testing you to be evil. They're just testing your resolve. Part of the hero's journey is that the doubters, when you come back, they'll always say, we knew all along you had superpowers. Hmm. So they, and a lot of, and a lot of people, that makes a good point. A lot of people believe in our superpowers way before we do. They mm-hmm. know we have it, whether they want us to have it or not, but they know we have it. Mm-hmm. And you can tell in their reaction. Yeah. One thing that too, um, with this, uh, this special garb, people not recognizing us, um, and not recognizing who we are. So we are able to come into our fuller selves. One other thing that I noticed too about these costumes is that people mistakenly believe that these costumes give us power or they give us um, strength or give us, they, they have the superpowers within them. And when we come back to break or when we come back from break, we have about three minutes. So um We'll talk a little bit more about that, but just briefly, what's the difference between these things actually conferring power on us versus them just reminding us of what powers we already have within us? Uh, They don't give you the power. They give you the permission to release your power, and they give other people permission to witness your power. Ooh, okay. So sort of like in hypnosis, when uh, when I work with people, I get them into a certain mental space that gives them permission to do things that they normally either wouldn't or couldn't do when they're not in trance. And in the same way, it seems like this is a trance inducing experience. So putting on that cape or putting on that green uh, raincoat or whatever it is gives the person permission then to release their their powers. But the belief and the actual ability is already within them yes that's really powerful no no pun intended Mm -hmm. um (laughs) (laughs) 
So when we come back from break, we're going to talk a little bit more about what might keep us from unleashing these superpowers. We're going to talk about overcoming fear, either fear of success or fear of failure, maybe fear of your light. What types of things might be keeping us from stepping into this power that we have? You're listening to Mastermind with Dr. Rebecca and our special guest, Dr. Manny St. Victor. Stay tuned. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and join us for a replay of the show on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You are listening to Mastermind with Dr. Rebecca. To reach out to us during the live show, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to Dr. Huey at lifthealing.com. Now, back to Mastermind. Welcome back. You're listening to Mastermind with Dr. Rebecca. I have a special guest, Dr. Manny St. Victor here, and we are talking about your superpower. We're talking about realizing that you have a superpower, what might be keeping you from accessing it, and then also we, at the end of the show, will teach you how to access it, how to unleash it, or begin to unleash it in your life. So in the first segment, we basically focused on faith, how to believe that these things that you are able to do, these things that you see yourself doing or you see yourself capable of, capable of doing are actually real, despite what other people around you might say. In this segment, we will talk about 
the inside of what's keeping you from realizing your superpower. So not what people are saying, not the external, not the external barriers, but the internal barriers. What are you afraid of? What is it that you see that feels like is emerging from inside of you that might be suppressing realizing your true potential? So, uh, Dr. Manny, I have a question for you. From your experience, what is the most common thing or one of the most common things that keeps people from wanting to reach for that superpower or wanting to reach for that that greatness inside of them? Fear of loss of the loved ones that don't understand what the true them is capable of. Mm. So this is something, so is it a tribal identity then? Basically, they're afraid to lose a part of their tribal identity? Uh, I believe, yes. Yes. Uh, uh, With my example, uh, (laughs) the superpower that came out for me as I started doing the deeper work was I learned that I could compose lots of music really fast. Now, now that's not what I went to medical school for. And uh, growing up, uh, you know, <laughs> at no point would my parents be like, OK, we're going to, you know, go a hundred and some thousand dollars in Harvard debt so that you can uh, play on GarageBand. You know, uh, <laughs> as a matter of fact, uh, I was a software engineer since I was a child. Since I was nine, I started making video games and messing with the computer. But uh, my parents didn't see a future in it. So. It was, it was, you know, the recreational things weren't valued because parental goals for my parents' goals were for me to have a safe life where I could provide for my own kids and, you know, so that the tribe will live on. Right. <laughs> so, so shifting to a, uh, an identity uh, that values the uniqueness uh, and in particular as an entrepreneur, part of the identity is just relishing in, in, in recognizing the risks and taking well-calculated risks. That's part of the identity. Uh, something that looks like insanity to my former tribal identity, my tribe of origin, as I would call it, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, what do you mean you're going after this huge thing that has a slim chance of working because you believe you're the one person in the universe <laughs> out of all those people that's going to be able to pull it off because that's what you're here to do. Uh, how about you go back to taking care of those psych patients? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and possibly getting a free eval while you're at it. You know, <laughs> so, and you probably get a little pot, pat on your head too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bless and, your heart. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you look back, and the way often when we were in our tribes, the way we were kept in line again was that things that were not valued were treated as immoral, uh, a sign of a lack of responsibility, or 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 treated, you know, just dismissed. Treated, or, or if yeah. you kept pushing it long enough, they decided you were crazy. Right. Flat out. That was the label, you know, uh, talking the crazy talk, irresponsible, you know, uh, fixated on this, on these drums or, you know, fixated on uh, all that time he's spending under that car, taking all these engines apart. When your passion strikes you, it strikes you super early. But you also get that initial conditioning that as an adult, when you finally do have your autonomy, becomes that shell, that limiting belief system set, you know, that fixed mindset where you get those Pavlovian responses when it's time to shine because you're afraid of what has always happened, as you imagine it due to imprinting, is going to happen again. Yeah. So so you brought up two points that I want to come back to. And this is about the tribe of origin. So one, a lot of times our tribe of origin does not, is not malevolent a lot. Sometimes it is. 
Um, a lot of times it's not, though. They just don't have an understanding. They have a limited understanding of who we are. Um, or in tribe of origin, it's not just family. It could be religion. It could be um you know, your neighborhood, it could be whatever culture, wherever you are. So tribe of origin means different things to different people. But they think that they are helping you or they think that you they are doing the best for you. Either they want you to have a good income, they want you to have, you know, stable income, they want you to uh, be able to fit in for whatever reason, because that's the way we've always done things. That's the way you're supposed to do things. It's safe. And yeah. safety is very nice. So I, you know, I have nothing against uh, safety yeah. in and of itself. Um, and then some people also, and I, I, want, I wonder what you, uh, what you think about this. Some people hold us back intentionally because they are afraid of their light or they are afraid that there's some, once they acknowledge the light within us, it's almost impossible. You mentioned mirror neurons before. It's almost impossible mm-hmm. not for, for them not to recognize the light within them, which ca- gives them a certain call that they might not be ready to accept. Yeah, yeah, because then they got to get up off their bottoms to get to work. Right. You know, because someone they knew and watched Joel can do it. Why not? Right. One of my main principles uh, since, since I a few years ago was struck with the belief that this was my path and the certainty that I was going to succeed is I started um, doing it on social media. And the thing about that is every failure, uh, I was, I've grown a lot over the, what we've been yeah, on, on social media for like a decade, <laughs> you know, where, you know, you're going to take the failures and you're going to handle the failures the best you can at that level of awareness. You know, I mean, in 2008, I was, perfectly comfortable having a full temper tantrum on Facebook in the status, you know, <laughs> but I'm older now. And I, I don't, that's not how I do when I, I, I see a defeat, I see a defeat. I save all that energy so that I can make the next maneuver, create the new alignment, see what it tells me about myself so that I can continue to head forward. Cause I know that the outcome is mine. Right. At the same time that introduces a, a new layer of a new set of fears because now you get the fear of people telling you you forgot where you came from, people mistaking your, your, clear, your clarity and focus as disinterest in, in, in their stuff. And a lot of times your, your dedication to systematically being treated in a certain way as arrogance. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you think you're too good for folks. No. Uh, and in my case, although I do run my business in public because a large part of my marketing is tribal, collective, you know, asylum always is a public hashtag, but there are aspects of my business that I'm very selective about. I vet my clients. You know? yeah. I, I give freebies to people who I anticipate will be clients. <laughs> you know, right. I, I choose clients based on who I anticipate enjoying working with. This is no longer a psych unit where you can come in, be abusive and show up three days in a row because, uh, you know, it's your right to access hospital care through whatever. I, I am very selective about the people who I allow my energy, which is part of developing my superpower. 
Yeah. So what, and that's a huge transformation for anybody to make, um, not being, not succumbing to these external pressures that dis- want to decide which way your business goes or which way your life goes, but determining basically that internal locus of control that we talk about a lot in therapy is that we control from within. We don't let people control from without. We might take external input, consider it and decide what to do with it. But ultimately the control comes from within. And I yes. think that's a good lesson. Yeah. For, for a lot of people who whatever field you're in, if you're starting something or developing something, is that that locus of control has to be internal for you to be successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what happens if somebody comes to you and um, they say, you know, I, I truly believe that I do have capabilities beyond what I'm experiencing or exhibiting, um, but I'm just really, really afraid to fail. I'm afraid that if I really open up to it, if I'm afraid if I really commit to it, that it's not going to work out. And then where where will I be? You know, I've left my tribe of origin and I'm just stuck out here in the middle of nowhere. What if I fail? What would you tell them? There is no failure. There is no failure because you, you get feedback. You get to know the next version of you, the version of you that has had this experience and continue to be resilient. You get to know the version of you that knows that this person is prone to saying negative things about you when you're no longer doing well. You know, like in my case, I had several businesses fail coming out of um, com- coming out of the doctor role. And I yeah. had plenty of people who took it as an opportunity to tell me everything they wanted to tell me about myself, you know, during yeah. the low times. And uh, sure, they were labeling it failure and they were, you know, beating up on me over it. But increasingly, I just became clearer on who I am and clearer on who my circles were. And that is part of the emergence. Emergence. So yes. it's, a, it's, a, it's a continual process of development. There is no fail or not fail. It's development. It's, it's emergence. It's this continual process of self-improvement. So basically where I started I'll never see again. I'll always be getting better, always be. And the journey never ends. It's a journey. It's not a destination is what I hear you saying. It's, yeah. 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 And I think shifting from thinking about uh, the framing of I am a failure to this particular approach has failed mm. or this particular strategy has right. failed or possibly even my focus in this moment failed me. Right. Or, so, yeah. or the technique failed because my passion failed me in this moment. My judgment of people failed me in this moment. That particular thing failed. And this allows us to difference. This is the difference between guilt, shame, and regret. Mm. You, know, you have shame where you take the failure, you internalize it as part of your identity. You have guilt where you take the mistake and you feel bad about it. Uh, and you're like, oh, it's just something I do as opposed to it's the way I am. But moving beyond that to clean and crisp regret allows you to tap into your superpowers because your brain subconsciously is literally a regret minimization machine. Wow. You stay present and you're clear. This is where I wanted to go. This is the step that I took. This is what I believe progress would look like. This is how I'm going to adjust, change, or You know, my execution, my mindset, the focus of my attention, the tribe with whom I attempt the pursuit. This is how I'm going to change the element which I believe is the cause of this micro failure such that the next iteration will demonstrate progress in the, you know, and by progress being the entire entity 
either moves closer to the direction of my desired outcome or I, as a person, move closer to a self-concept that is more prepared to enact and embody the success that I aspire to and know is my destiny. Wow. So I love micro failure. It just Thank you. It, it, <laughs> that I think that's going to become a hashtag, micro failure. <laughs> <laughs> but you felt that you were like, ooh. I, yeah. It makes it so much smaller and less significant. Yeah, it stung. Don't get lost in it because then you amplify it to something that it wasn't. This is the difference between pain and suffering. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Ooh, that hurt. Oh, ooh, that hurt so bad. I'm going to Man, you missed three opportunities to stop being in pain. Uh, yep. The next bus comes in an hour. <laughs> you know meanwhile the two that passed by you ignored them all right get over yourself and move forward move on yeah and and, and also rapid evol- evolving adaptive iteration you gotta be like what truly just happened why do i believe it happened how do i alter the belief the mental model the assumptions the uh conclusions that i was jumping to the concepts that i'm operating with such that the next iteration is more accurate, more precise, more efficient if the failure was because I ran out of energy. You know, you, you can't do these, these, these automatic subconscious processes if on the surface you're amplifying, distorting, and stewing in shame and guilt, which bathe your brain in cortisol, hiding your superpower, keeping you yeah. subjected. Yeah, and um, you're diverting the energy that you could be using to, like you said, have this evolving adaptive these evolving adaptive iterations forward using yeah. your newfound knowledge, you're diverting that energy into guilt and shame and fear, which are not productive at all, except for pr- producing more failures. And yeah, so you're hesitating that. right before you hit that stack of bricks. Yes. <laughs> the the, the bones between that fingertip to the shoulder are going to enjoy a new sensory experience in this moment. Right. <laughs> You'll find yourself immediately present in the pain. so this is a good time to let you all know i do have a mini ebook on my website dr rebecca md it's a mini ebook it's a bite size i don't it's three to four pages um, but it's chock full of information about overcoming your fears what fear is like uh, fear of change and then also how to um, propel yourself forward in the face of those fears so fear will always be there be present it could be in the background though and how to use that power, transform it into motivation. So please check that out at drrebeccamd.com. And when we come back from break, if possible, we'd like for you to be in a place uh, where uh, you can uh, do a simple exercise with us. Um, if you're driving, you can't do it. Um, it, will, it. It will be a little bit Um, it'll be a visualization. So in that case, just circle back around and listen to the recording. But the third segment will be about unleashing your superpower. So we'll give you a powerful tool, just a simple, powerful tool in order to unleash your superpower. You're listening to Mastermind and we'll see you after the break. starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
There's a new force to be reckoned with in talk radio. It's not just talk radio. Hosted by LaTanya Jr. and co-host Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. Not Just Talk Radio is like a superhero. Inspiring, problem-solving, and informing. Packed with action-provoking conversations from news, movements, and social and politics issues. This program is about a wide range of voices and fresh points of view from experts, celebrities, and you, the listener. Not Just Talk Talk Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change can be a scary thing. It's way too easy to stay inside your comfort zone. But the world is changing, and that's not going to stop. Without adapting yourself to the rest of life is just selling yourself short. Join Sandra Hill every week for Grow Your Voice, Overcome Your Fears. You gain insight with expert guests, experiences, and tools to help you navigate the change and perhaps even welcome it. Listen live on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Mastermind with Dr. Rebecca. To reach out to us during the live show, please call in to one 866 472 5795. Again, that's 1 866 472 5795. Or you can send an email to Dr. Huey at lifthealing.com. Now, back to Mastermind. And welcome back to Mastermind. I'm your host, Dr. Rebecca. And we're here with Dr. Manny St. Victor, who's the creative mastermind behind Asylum. What we're doing during this third segment is unleashing our superpower or activating our superpower. So the first segment, we talked about believing that we have a superpower. The second segment, we talked about what might be keeping us from fully accessing that. And it usually comes down to fear of one type or another. And we address those fears um, in some detail. If you're listening to um, this third segment and you hadn't heard the, the second segment, please go back and listen again. During this segment, we promised that you would actually get a special tool that will help you begin to unleash the superpower, to activate it. And I would also add to be comfortable with it and to let it shine and to let it become a natural part of who you are, no matter who you are around no matter what people say that this is a part of you that belongs only to you that is unique that you can use however you want if you're driving I would suggest that you listen to the recording when you're in a place and at a specific time when you can fully take this in and do it so you can listen to it um, you can listen to it now but I wouldn't suggest actively participating if you're driving or operating heavy machinery or any of those other things that might be unsafe um, when diverting your attention 
for anyone else, please just do this simple visualization exercise with me. And you can, I'm going to pace it for radio. When you go back and listen to it again, you can pace it the way you need it to be paced. You can go as slowly or as quickly as you'd like. You can pause as many times as you'd like. You can rewind if you need to. And in addition, you can listen to this recording multiple times, each time making it more and more yours. And this is important because this is yours. This is We talked about this internal locus of control where what you do is driven basically on your internal needs and what you know you need at the time. So what I'd like for you to do is to just imagine that you're in your favorite place. And this place can be somewhere that exists or somewhere that you've created. It doesn't even have to be a physical place at all. It doesn't have to be a place that you've been. It might be somewhere you've been. Um, It might be somewhere you create. But just let yourself visit that place right now and just enjoy how that place feels. This is your favorite place. This is your feel-good place. This is where you feel uh, safe. This is where you feel comfortable, warm. Um, You might notice any sensations that you feel here, either physical sensations, any sounds that are comforting. You might notice those now. Any There might be uh, animals in your safe place or beings that um, that make you feel special or wanted or, you know, make you just feel at home and comfortable. So imagine that that place now, your favorite place. Uh, And as you're sitting there, wherever you are, you notice that a path opens up and that path can look however you need it to look. It can be a path in the woods. It can be a set of steps. It can be um, anything that leads you from one place to another. And often the path is windy. And often you can't see too many steps in front of you. But as you follow the path, it continues to open up more and more and more as you take that confident step. Each step forward, becoming more and more confident, more of the path opens up. So I want you to follow this windy path, not quite knowing where it goes, but just out of curiosity, just continuing to follow it because you have this internal sense of awareness that where you are going is going to be great. So go ahead and follow that path and you will walk just as long as you need to walk until you reach a a vast open space. And in the middle of this open space, what you'll see is a some type of structure, some type of sacred structure. And again, your unconscious mind will create exactly what it is that you need to see. It could be a temple or other sacred structure. It could be something completely within your creation that is sacred or important to you. But it's, a, it's, a, it's somewhere that you can enter. It has a door or window or some kind of opening um, that you can go through. So after just feeling the majesty of this sacred place, the importance of it, the, just the sheer joy just from being at this place, after you can just pause and feel that, at any time when you're ready, you can go ahead and you can enter this sacred place. Now, when you go into this sacred place, you will see parts 
of this place that just feel like you, the real you, the you you really are. Everything in here is familiar to you, even if you haven't seen it or heard it in a long time. Everything in this place is completely and totally you. There might be some writings on the wall. There might be some some very, very soothing or um, empowering sounds. But just bathe yourself in this environment because this sacred place is a place that you know and a place that you've been to before and a place that you know you can visit whenever you need to visit. So go ahead and experience that sacred place and just feel everything. And I will pause here just for a second. But when you replay this, you can pause for as long as you like. Now, in the sacred place, you may see a person or you may see a specific message. But there is a message here for you. Depending on who you are and what resonates with you, it might be a verbal message written on a wall. It might be something that you hear, either a distinct voice or a voice that's not so distinct. You might see a special messenger. could be someone you know, someone you've met, someone you've never met. But in this sacred place is something um, or someone with a particular message for you. Um, you need to hear this message, and it's also a message that you've always known all along. So take that message in. Again, it could happen immediately. It could happen in a couple minutes. It could happen when you revisit this place. It could happen tonight when you fall asleep. The most important thing is that you've entered this space and that you'd allowed, you've opened yourself up to this sacred message that you're receiving. So go ahead and do that. And again, this can take as long or as short as you need. So once you have received this message, and you have definitely received it, if it hasn't entered your conscious mind, it's already entered your unconscious mind and is there for you to call upon whenever you need it. You can stay here as long as you want, but remember to take this feeling of empowerment, this feeling of you-ness, of your uniqueness. Hold on to that and bring that back whenever you're ready to walk back down this path and back to your favorite place and then back to wherever you are in whatever room you are doing whatever you're doing. And this is an exercise that you can do at night, in the morning, or any time during the day. You can call on that feeling whenever you need it. It's there for you. It's yours. It belongs completely to you. So, Dr. Manny, are you still with us? I absolutely am. Were you in trance? Oh, yeah, I was in my zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was absolutely walking down paths right there. <laughs> so I, I have a question for you because this is something, and, and it's good that you answered that way. Um, what is this sacred place? What, is, what does that mean to you? And what, what might that mean to, to people who aren't familiar or might be a little bit uncomfortable with that? terminology what is my structure or what is the deeper meaning i associate with it what is the deeper meaning you associate with it well to me this is access to my unconscious when i go into my sacred space 
Well, first of all, by going into my favorite place, I shift myself into a positive state of mind. Uh, you, when you when you go inwards, you want to go in with gratitude, appreciation, love, acceptance, nurturing, curiosity. Right. So uh, I go in curious to see what I'm going to find, and I, I listen more than I push, because you know, often mm. it's like you're so conditioned to rush, ask your unconscious a question, hurry the heck up. Right. Uh, but with my sacred place, I, I walk down the path and I look. And for me, it's, it's this weird kind of hut. It has like, um, I don't know if it's called thatch. It's all the little bristle Thatched. things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I like that um, word too. Yeah, yeah. And it has a tiny little window because I'm Haitian by culture. So it has like a little Haitian hut feel to it. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, to me, that, that almost connects it to, the, to my ancestors. It's like an honor to them. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and then the quietness out there, the sense of safety, the sense of returning home, uh, to me, it's all the metaphors that are deeply tied to what is most valuable and meaningful to me. Uh, and it's a permission to release um, to release anything that is, to use Eckhart Tolle's phrase, all that is false within you. <laughs> you know, you know. And I didn't do his voice right. All that is false. You did not do his voice at all. All that is false within you, because he has this weird way of having a he false made sound like Mickey Mouse baritone. Actually. No, but he does. He does a falsetto <laughs> and a baritone in this odd, weird way that like lets me believe that he's connected to something in the infinite that I need to practice. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's it's creepy and ASMR in the same breath. <laughs> you know, so, so 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 there's that. But yeah, no. When I and then when I get in there, uh, there is a vulnerability that I allow myself. I give myself permission to tell myself my truth. Uh, once I enter my favorite place, I leave my inner critic behind because I let that dude know that he doesn't need to practice for the tough real world. You know, a lot of us were culturally conditioned growing up that you have to put this persona up because you know that your inner critic jumps in and and plays the role that it imagines will keep you safe from upcoming outside critics. Right. So when I go to my sacred place, I release all of that and let me be me without even, even often as uh, someone who spends a lot of time in the public with social media and speaking and stuff, everything that I learn, I'm like, oh, how am I gonna, how am I gonna bring this back to my audience? So this part reminds me that this is the part of the hero's journey that's the journey inwards. This is not the return yet. This is the part where I need to be quiet enough so that I can discover and find the gift from like that, that whisper inside me. Right. Like you used this phrase earlier, uh, what are you capable of from within the quiet? Yes. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's really powerful. Thank you. Yes. And then, uh, that, so the, then the pathway kind of, what is that? Is that a transitional period? What does that pathway represent between um, the favorite place and then that sacred place? Where, what is that, the symbolic meaning with that? For me, as I'm moving away from, and, and really, it's deeper in my favorite place. Um, so as I'm walking down the path, it becomes um, the inner more favorite, more honest, more vulnerable part of my favorite place. Because uh, a lot of us, you know, um, there's the things that we tell people we like. <laughs> and then there's another ring of what we let ourselves know that we like. And then there's yeah, the third yeah. ring 
that shall go unmentioned until we get caught enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and, uh, and I'm not saying because it's, it's, um, you know, illicit or anything, but because it's, it's, it's so in character that mm. you don't, you don't even need your own opinion about it. Right. You know? <laughs> you know, right. It's, just, it's so true. And this is where a lot of times you'll see, uh, a person who, uh, when I do some of the hypnosis with my clients, every third sentence they'll say, I can't remember as they're in the process of remembering. Remembering. Yeah. So in my sacred place, my, con- my conscious mind, my inner critic, all the loops that would imagine that I can't remember, I leave them on the outside where they can, they can not remember the surface stuff. And this part is a communication to the part of me that always remembers. And I'll I'll pause. I'll have to pause here. Um, and we'll continue this conversation later, just because we're near the end of the show. But the, uh, I like that you said there's a part of you that always remembers. Uh, we'll have to v- revisit that next time. Doctor Manny will be with us next week as well when we talk about the hero's journey, which he's mentioned a couple times before. If you're not familiar with the hero's journey, I'd say definitely look at some Joseph Campbell stuff online, and. Um, we will be dissecting this hero's journey. Another good book to look at is The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. Yes. We'll be delving into the hero's journey very quickly. I think we have about two minutes now. Just let us know where to find you online. Asylumawaits.com. A-S-Y-L-U-M-A-W-A-I-T-S.com. And I have a free seven-day course called Inspiration, Breathing Made Meaningful which is the initial breath work to allow yourself to go into the states to receive signs and messages from yourself and the universe about your superpowers. Great. That sounds so fun. So we will see Dr. Manny next week. We will be going through our hero's journey. You are listening to Mastermind. It was great to have you. Again, go back and listen to those exercises as many times as you need to. Our ultimate goal here is to help you believe that you have a superpower and to bring out the best within you. And beyond that, help you realize you have a superpower. Realize you have a superpower, yes. And and, uh, (laughs) it is real, no matter what people say. And with that, we will sign off again. Thank you for joining us. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Mastermind. This is Dr. Rebecca. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for tuning in to Mastermind. Please join Dr. Rebecca for another show next Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll talk again next week. 